Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at assaultlimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com don't forget ladies and gentlemen in the podcast description or podcast notes in your podcast app you can get access to all of our sponsors all of the products that we talk about in the podcast and contact information for paul and martin proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about? Talking about? Talking about? Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. Alright, alright, alright. We are back with episode 12 of Squared Away. What have you been up to, brother? Oh, enjoying life and, uh, I don't know. Enjoying weather in Wisconsin. It was 85 <laughs> degrees seven days ago and 50, and degrees, 50 degrees two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pool water, I think, is like goes from us 80 to, to 50 degrees. Yeah, my kids get in it, no, <laughs> well, not my kids, uh, my youngest gets in it no matter what. 50 right degrees, now. she's in. Oh, yeah. She doesn't really? care. Yeah, she's an animal. She come out, her lips are blue and everything? Yeah, she, she does not care. She was in it in March. Like, right when, like, after it thawed and it was, like, that first 85-degree day, she was in it. Wow. Yeah, she didn't care. And I hadn't even cleaned it yet. It was just, it was full of shit. And, yeah, she jumped right oh, in. Oh, really? Yep. Gosh. And the dog got in, too. He was like, uh-uh, I'm not having this. <laughs> wow. I suppose it's it's no different than those uh, folks in uh, Iceland or wherever jumping yeah. in the uh, or the people that swim in the, in the Pacific. That's constantly like what fifty degrees. Yeah, fifty eight degrees. Yeah, Trust it's got to be really hot for fifty eight <laughs> degrees to feel good. 
And yeah, and you got your clothes on. It makes it worse. Right. Oh, I got to start off with uh, housekeeping. Uh, 78% of the people that download this podcast use iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called. If you use Apple Podcasts, go back to the screen where Squared Away is, scroll down and drop us a rating. Um, a friend of mine brought it up that we only had a few ratings on there and we have a good amount of downloads. So it'd be nice to get everybody just to take two seconds and rate it. Even if you don't like it, rate it. I mean, don't give us like one star. Like that's pretty shitty. But if you really don't like us, that's cool too. Be honest. That's um, right. It's good feedback. Yeah, right. I mean, you could send us some feedback and tell us what you'd like us to improve on, but I guess just a one star would be cool too. But I prefer five stars. Um, anyways, all right. So physical, what have you been doing? Uh my back is finally, I think, at like 90%. So actually nice. had a good good week of lifts. And it's it was my fault. I think I overtrained. Yeah. And I think that overtraining um forced me to kind of spread my program out a little bit. I mean, a you're a little, you're a little old for two a days. Oh my gosh. I All mean, right. just saying. All right. I cut back on the two a days okay. or if I'm doing a two a day, I'm doing, I'm doing a split. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's basically just splitting your, your one workout out. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Instead of trying to get all this extra credit in. So See, I did the opposite. I put my days back down to four from six, put big lifts together. So, you know, um, push pull days. And then I have now have three days off a week. Really? Which is what really, are you doing, uh, really fucking weird. Uh, you, On those three yoga. Days. Oh, that's right. You bought those yoga pants. Yeah. Yoga. Yoga. P90X yoga is a bitch. I made it. W- w- the whole family did not the whole family. P90X Me, yoga. Yeah. P90X. So, so have you ever done P90X? It comes in like 12 discs. No, I've so never done it. It's, it's like 12 discs. Well, the. Yoga is one of the discs and it's an hour. It's a 90 minute yoga session, but it's like a power yoga. And so me and the wife, my eight year old is going to do it with us. But then she decided to just sit there and watch us. But we made it like 20 minutes today. And I was like, ah, this is this is I got to I'm done. I'm tapping out for the morning. Did you buy your wife some yoga pants and then you were behind her? You know, I don't have to buy her (laughs) yoga pants. She's got plenty. She had yoga shorts on this morning. Big fan. Big fan of yoga shorts. You're in a back row. Yeah. It's kind of like heels. They're like, it's like a signal. Like, hey, it's almost like a, like a mating call. Like you ever, you ever in a, in a, in a big open corridor and you hear that click, 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 click of heels walking. And you're like, Oh, where's that coming from? You're like a, you're like a a, a bird, like with your head looking around. All right. Where's that coming from? You know, I was going to ask you that. I think two podcasts ago, uh, we, the one that just got released last week was, uh, or now two weeks ago, you were talking about heels because we were talking about attractiveness. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out the attractiveness of heels. Well, so heels, the, I, I think that the history of heels is is the way that it switches the angle of your feet is it pops your like ass calves. out more and makes your it does. makes your ass look bigger than it is. I think that was the origination of heels. Um, could have been for height, but I would guess. I mean, mo- a lot of heels are, are just they just raise your heels, right? They don't raise your whole height. So, but yeah, I think I think heels make your butt look better. I think that was the idea. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. I, I'll have to Google it, it when we get done here. Or somebody something? else can Google it and send us. No, I think I think it has to do with making your butt look better. Yeah, that's probably where I'm. I like the you know the surfer chick look. Yeah. And why the the sandals? Uh, you know, walking around public with the two piece. Uh, yeah. The bleach hair. Oh yeah, because you you grew up in that. You know, and a lot of what we think is attractive um, does come from 
our age and what was what we were around mostly. Um, not to get on a total tangent, but you ever hear the ghost goat and sheep story about uh, maturity and sexual maturity? No, I heard so, the sheep and the goats, but not the <clears throat> so they took sheep. this. They took these groups of um, adolescent sheep and these groups of adolescent goats, and they switched them. So they put the male goats with the female sheep and the, and the male sheep with the female goats. And um, then they let them come to sexual maturity together. So they let them basically um, go through puberty in in theory of how, what comparing it to what we go through. And um, the males were then for the rest of their life attracted to the type of animal that they were with through puberty. So the male sheep were attracted to female goats and the male goats were attracted to female sheep, but the females were indifferent to goats or sheep. So there's something to do with male evolution, male puberty and male um, maturity, sexual maturity, that certain things hit us during those times. And then that evolves to become our sexual interest or our sexual attraction. Um, so th- then they, the scientists that did this study then extrapolated that out to like damage done during those years would then create um, like the odd fetishes that you hear about with people. Jeez, I don't know that. Because if you like women don't really have like the crazy amount of weird fetishes that men have. Right. And that would make sense. I have if no you, clue, man. They, I mean, from what I pick up, they really don't. Um, they're kind of, you know, they go with a lot of stuff and they're interested in a lot of stuff, but it's not like men, like men. Men that are fucked up have some really weird fetishes, like people that like to get blackmailed or people that like to get kicked in the nuts or people that like feet or people that like to get shit on. Yeah, I know the feet thing is kind of weird. Right. Well, there's all sorts of weird fetishes that guys have that you don't see girls like with these odd fetishes. Like you really don't. And that would make sense if you think about that, that study with the sheep and the goats, how that works. Right. So how do you explain the Afghani goat fucking? Um, well, I mean, I think I've actually looked that up and it has to do with like a coming of age. It's like a ritual in there. But they um, have to fuck a goat. Yeah, it's like something. And don't Google it if you're, you know, I, I looked it up and read about it after I heard about it initially a few years ago. I oh. looked it up and it, it actually is like something. I mean, and there's a ton of different weird ass coming of age rituals. Like, I think it was a tribe in Papua New Guinea had the the semen warriors they were called and all the young boys as they came to maturity had to basically suck off the old men and that semen made them stronger. Yeah, dude, there's some weird ass oh, shit. Man. If anybody wants to get into the, into the weird, weird world of sexual evolution, um, Dr. Christopher Ryan's book, um, shit. No, it's not going to come to me. Dr. Christopher Ryan sex. You'll see it. It, it'll come up. Just Google it. I'll I'll put a link oh. in it. But it the, he goes through <laughs> he goes through all the all of the actual like scientific studies and and covers a lot of these odd like rituals and stuff like that and and tries to explain to us why we have the weird interests that we have or if you have some sort of a weird fetish like that you can a lot of people can like pinpoint it back to something that happened to them during their sexual puberty. Well. All right, man. Yeah, detour. Yeah, that's a crazy Nerd. track. Bring it back. Ah, <laughs> uh, physical. We're still on. What, what am I at? I'm on my first week of a five three one, and I'm back into maintenance slash calorie deficit, trying to find where I need to be. And it's a really weird. It's a mind fuck when you feel 
deflated. You feel depleted. My numbers are still fine. Like I'm still putting up my reps. Like I'm good. Like I think my five rep, I did like seven reps the other day. Cause in my last set, I do, you know, full, full to failure. Um, so I'm still strong, but I don't feel the way that I felt while I was overeating every day. And so that's a weird mind fuck. It's a weird thing to kind of get your mind back around is like feeling like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm still strong. I'm just not consuming 500 more calories than I am using in a day. And so that's kind of a weird thing, but physically I feel, feel good. Feel good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mentally, I got to admit, man, I have not been good this week. Um, unless you count, I spent a ton of time this week on work reading. So learning a skill that I absolutely do not like, but as, as a matter of trying to help the team. And sometimes it, I mean, a lot of times it's, reading isn't necessarily enjoyable, but it's knowledge, right? Like, you know, for me, I try to explain it to people like a lot of this shit, I would never be able to get from talking to people in my everyday life because I just don't have access to this type of people in my everyday life. So that's, you know, that's where the reading comes in. I finished the coddling of the American mind this week. That was good. Super interesting. Um, And then I started back on Aldous Huxley's perennial philosophy, which is basically basically the argument for monotheism, you know, the argument for one God, no matter what the religion, it's just the argument that there is, that there is a higher power. Yeah. But it's a search for an absolute truth. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty dry. And the way, and it was written, um, it was written in like the forties or fifties. So there's been some science that proves some shit wrong that he talks about in there, like the PK, um, which PK is like basically moving stuff with your mind from what I can gather. And like, he talks about oh, that David as, Blaine as though it's, yeah, but I mean, that's an illusionist, right? Like David Blaine's an illusionist and he'll admit to you that he's not like, he's not magic. He's an illusionist. And, yeah. and I don't know that there is any real magic. It's really, really good illusions. Right. And so, yeah. um, he, he kind of talks about that as though it's been proven and then it really hasn't been. So it's a, it's a little weird. It's one of those things where I always got to remember when I'm deep in a book, like you still have to, you still have to parse the facts and the stuff that you know from what they're saying. Not everything that goes in a book is a fact. And that's, you know, that's kind of tough. And, and I had that issue with, um, with one of the, one of the vegan books. I don't remember which one it was wheat belly or one, one of the vegan books, um, where I'm listening, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all you have to do is type in, like, the name of the book and then debunked. And it's, like, totally, like, a ton of shit in the book is totally false. Or they, like, took they took something that could correlate, but if you don't know what correlate, correlation is not causation. Just because something is correlative doesn't mean that it's causing that thing. It could right. be reverse. It could be something else causing both things to go up. And so it's, like, a lot of those books go into way, way too way too much of speculation on science. Um, but that's why that was my mental this week is finishing those two books. Emotional. Emotional. Um, boy, I probably have not really worked hard on that this week. So I've literally spent a lot of hours into the night doing this. Uh, it's data analytics, data manipulation. Sounds awful. Yeah. It's dry as shit. That's like right up your alley though. Right. Some dry as shit. Well, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I mean, just, I, 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 that was yeah. supposed to be a Chinese joke. 
oh. Asian data analytics. Like it was it, I, programming. I stretched programming. it. I stretched it pretty far to get the All joke right. in there. So yeah, I can add that to my you know uh, skill set now is data analytics and manipulation. I mean, I do programming, but it is dry as hell. Yeah. So I haven't worked a whole lot on emotional. I know uh, we're recording this coming up to Memorial Day, so it's always kind of a yeah. weekend where you know I like to take the take my dog out for a walk and we go you know visit the uh, you know soldiers' graves and then there's a little memorial service out uh, a couple blocks from here. So okay. Yeah, and it, and it is. This is a this is a big weekend. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily know what the what the holiday is for. You know, they get a day off and they yeah. they know that it's to celebrate something with soldiers, but they don't necessarily know that it. You know, what yeah. the specifics are. It's not for the. It's for it's to remember. Yes. The fallen, not yes. the. Uh, it's not Veterans Day. Not so Veterans Day. Not current. No enlisted. free pancakes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's so. to remember the fallen soldiers. Yeah. Yep. Um, emotionally, I fucking, I cried after a cardio session last week. It was really yeah, you're weird. You're posting some stuff about crying. So it was I really fucking weird, is. dude. I know you, you're not, you're not in touch enough with your masculine side <laughs> to admit that you cry. Um, no. So I, I did a, and, and so it makes sense after when, when, when a, a, a I guess a, a, a follower of the urban savage page wrote me and he's a uh, getting his doctorate in, um, psychology and he explained it to me. <clears throat> with with extreme exertion comes the possibility for a cathartic release, which the cathartic release is releasing some sort of internal stress or internal trauma that that then is is brought to the surface and and released. And it's it was a stress is a stressful fucking month. So it makes perfect sense. Like I've, I've been stressed as shit. And then after that, it was just like this this eye opening. It's not like a sad cry, but it's this eye opening like fucking like, like like after you've been holding your breath for like three minutes and you finally just like let go. <sighs> like that's what it felt like. Um, so it was like a couple of tears or were you like. The break I wasn't bawling. Out. I wasn't bawling like a baby. It was like a good, like, like at the end of a good movie, like at the end of a really good movie that, that touches you and you like, you do tear up and you're not like crying, but you're, you're the teared notebook. up. And, and I mean, I definitely <laughs> no. So sad movies don't do it to me. What movies that do it to me is when people accomplish something that they've invested their entire life worth, or they accomplish a dream. Like that's the movies that get me fucking way more than anything else is like seeing someone or dad's stuff gets me like when you see like a dad finally you know come around and and tell his kid like you're enough you know you don't have to keep trying for my approval or whatever like shit like that gets to me but um but yeah so it's a it's a carl it's a carl jung um which jung is one of the originators of kind of psychology and a lot of different psychological ideas and um the shadow theory i think was is where it comes from the shadow theory is that there's a you know a conscious and then a, a a unconscious or a subconscious or, or the shadow self and the shadow self knows all the things that your conscious self doesn't necessarily know or has buried or has forgotten but the shadow self remembers or the shadow self is the one that's dealing with the stress even when you're not necessarily stressed if you've had a, a super stressful time the the shadow self is still processing the stress and stuff like that so that's oh, my emotional i'm impressed yeah well we'll see <laughs> It feels good, though. I mean, it does. It feels really fucking good after one of those, like, when you are legitimately laying on the floor and you can feel the sweat dripping off your body and you're just, you know, you're just catching your breath. Like, those those are some of the best fucking sessions, man. Yeah. Wow. 
spiritual side, I'm going to take a few days off coming up. So next week, probably take three days of just a little tranquility, get by some water and uh, a couple of good books. and Some alms? Are you going to do some alms? No, I don't do that. You know what the funny thing with alms is? Is when you actually, alms. yeah, um, you know, um, yeah, right. So if you don't know, like you're like, oh, they're just they're just oming, right? But that frequency is actually a frequency that's known to stimulate the pituitary gland, the frequency that they ohm at. So that vibration vibrates from your, you know, from your vocal cords up into your brain and stimulates the pituitary gland. That's where the ohm comes from. Yeah, right? I didn't either until I started reading about binaural beats and different things. And um, I'm not even very versed on it. But like in all this shit that that got released from the U.S. government here in the last two years, because they've released a lot of like confidential top secret stuff. um, In some of that that was released was the study on like binaural beats, which binaural beats are different hertz of um, audio in one ear versus the other and what that does. And there's like certain specific Hertz levels that come in from one ear and then a different Hertz level in another ear has been shown to like, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to believe what they're speculating is that it, sh- it shows an actual like um, higher power. It pulls you out of your own existence and actually makes you um, part of the hive mind. But that's way too much for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you can read about it. It's pretty interesting. Like when you start to read the the actual stuff that the Pentagon released is really dry. But then you skip people that know about it that start to like talk more about it. And it's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't planning on doing ohms, but I mean, I, I you might want to ohm. I ohm. I don't know. When I listen to this podcast, like I don't like listening to myself. It's we, none of us do. And <laughs> when I listen to it, I'm like. Good Lord, I should be like a, a night shift DJ or something. <laughs> hey. My voice is like, um. Yeah, see? No, your 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 voice is much deeper than mine's like, hey guys, like, what are you doing out here? <laughs> you and Ben Shapiro could uh Yeah. Ben Shapiro's is really high. Yeah, yeah. Mine's not as high as his, but definitely sounds way different on audio than it does in my yeah. head. In my head <laughs> when I hear myself, it sounds way better. <laughs> um deep dive this week. Let's go. Nutrition. So I guess we might as well start out with like some super simple, you know, key ideas that you need to understand for nutrition. And a lot of you guys probably know all this shit, but I just want to cover it so that we're not like, you know, 20 minutes in and you're like, well, what's a calorie? Um, So a calorie is the unit of measurement of the accessible energy in a food. And when I say accessible energy, because there are zero calorie like sweeteners or there are carbohydrate calories in fiber that is insoluble. So it does not actually count as calories. So like stevia or even man-made fake shit like aspartame and sucralose, like those taste sweet, but our body can't actually burn them to create energy. That's why they are a zero calorie sweetener. So, um, Your three major macronutrients are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Um, Carbohydrates are basically burned as energy. They're not really used for much else. Um, There's glucose and there's fructose. So when you hear like high fructose corn syrup, um, all sugar has a percentage of glucose and a percentage of fructose. Um, I think it's like 46 and 54 is the average percentage, but then high fructose is like only a few more percentage higher in fructose but there are there's a lot of like controversial studies that say that 
a certain percentage of fructose is used for things like making blood plasma and stuff like that, but a majority of it gets converted to glucose because glucose is actually what our body burns for energy um, on generally. Um, or if you're eating too much, then it gets stored as fat because that's right. that's what fat storage is, is, is energy storage. It's basically a gas tank for long road trips, you know, because you're not the idea is throughout evolution, we were not constantly accessible to or food was not constantly accessible to us. So our body created this way of storing energy as fat so that when we went long periods of time without food, that was all extra energy. So our body wouldn't just die. Yeah. And then so there's fats, which are also used as energy. Um, those are called, the ketones are the energy in fats, just the way glucose is the energy and sugar or carbohydrates. So um, when you hear somebody talk about ketosis, ketosis is simply a state of where you're burning fat for energy. Um, fat is twice as calorically dense per gram as carbohydrates and proteins. So in a gram of fat, there's 8.5 calories. And in a gram of carbohydrates or a gram of protein, there is four calories. So if you eat a tablespoon of sugar and a tablespoon of fat, in theory, the tablespoon of fat will have, I guess it's a, it's a unit of weight. So that's not really a great theory, but um, it would have twice as many calories um, where it starts to get questionable is when you start to compare like processed carbohydrates versus natural carbohydrates. Cause in, in the best way that I use to explain this, and I might even already have used this on the podcast, but if you're burning a, a solid chunk of wood versus burning cardboard. So let's consider a solid chunk of wood is like a potato or an apple, excuse me, carbohydrate or uh, a cardboard would be processed version of wood. Cause that's how they, that's how they make cardboard, cardboard and yeah. paper is they process the woods, you know, so many, add a bunch of different shit to it to get it to stick. And then it becomes cardboard. So we'll consider the cardboard like um, a processed carbohydrate. So just like a, a sugar syrup or a soda or a, a piece of white bread or something like that. Right. So the actual wood, when your body has to burn it or the actual fruit or the actual vegetable with the same amount of carbohydrates, it has to break down all of those fibers in there and pull the carbohydrates out. So it's like a slow burn. So if you have ever burned wood, you know, wood burns a long time. It burns fairly hot, but it burns slow and sure, right? Whereas carbohydrate, if you burn, or cardboard, <laughs> if you burn cardboard, the shit burns super hot and it burns away really quick, right? So that's what happens with sugar or uh, pro any sort of processed carbohydrate is your body burns it really fast and it gets all that energy right away. And if we're giving ourselves, you know, a half a day's worth of energy or a quarter day's worth of energy in a half an hour, it, our body is smart. It knows not to just burn that off. It stores it and it stores it as fat. Whereas if it's the slow burn or the natural food, um, and I, when I say natural food, I don't mean like organic Cheetos from fucking Trader Joe's because that's I, there's a lot of people that think <laughs> that buying an organic shit treat is any better than buying, a, you know, non-organic Doritos. Right. Yeah. Like, so natural whole foods is how we evolved to eat. And that in, is the best diet. Now, diet is like a way of life. It's it's. There's better and there's worse. It's not like on and off. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm only going to eat whole foods. Oh, I just hate, I hate this. I can't eat anything crappy. Right. Yeah. That's better than eating crappy shit all the time. But guess what? If you eat crappy shit all the time and you take one meal and improve it, 
then that's better than eating crappy shit all the time. It's a, it's a slow improvement process. It doesn't need to be all or nothing. Right. I think you have to build into a lifestyle and that's the problem is I know a lot of people that complain that don't like where they're sitting and they're, but they haven't started anything or they've started and stopped, started and stopped, or they've gone through three to five different programs, you know, these calorie counters, you know, I think that's some of the worst dieting that's out there. I mean, that's my opinion because the calories and carbs and fats and you know, this and proteins, it's, it's not just having a calorie, a carb, you know, or protein. It's just the quality of the calorie. So you could have, you know, you could calorie count and still be drinking, you know, less beer, less, you know, sure. It's, it's good, but it's like a fractional improvement. So if you really want to change your lifestyle, you really have to convert yourself into that, you know, that non-quality to quality calorie, non-quality quality food to get to where you need to be. And so, and, and that I have in my notes is, uh, is a few steps down, but that is then even a step further into micronutrients. So micronutrients are all the vitamins and minerals and flavonoids and all the little things. And there's like, they're finding new things that we haven't even said as a vitamin, but it is like vitamin D. Vitamin D is not even really a vitamin. Vitamin D is a hormone or a pre-hormone. Um, but anyways, so if you eat a thousand calories of trash, right? It's going to fill you up a little bit, but you're still going to be hungry for more food because that trash didn't have all of the micronutrients that your body needs. And your body's smart. Your body's smarter than you would ever fucking think it is. They did studies within third world countries with kids that were malnourished, right? So these kids had all different vitamin deficiencies and they put out the weirdest buffets for these kids. And these kids were in um, orphanages, I think. And so they put out the like, like, eel stomach and this weird shit, but it was stuff that was specifically like way high in specific vitamins and specific minerals. So what they, what they figured out was the kids would kind of pick at stuff until their brain figured out they're not consciously doing this. They're little kids. Their brain would figure out that, Oh, the eel stomach is really high in zinc and, and I'm super deficient in zinc. So then this kid would come back and you would get more and more and more eel stomach. And I'm using this as a fucking example. I don't know if eel stomach is one of the things, but I'm using it as an example because it was gross shit. Like when you read about the study, it was, it was pretty weird stuff. Um, they would get themselves up to a, to a, to a efficient level. And then they would never really go back to the eel stomach again. Yeah. So like their brain subconsciously was telling them, go back and get more of this, go back and get more of this, go back and get more of this. Well, if your brain knows that the only nutrients that you're getting is from Doritos and Cheetos and Jimmy John subs and Mountain Dew, well, it says we need a bunch more micronutrients. Eat more, eat more of that shit, eat more because, you know, we can deal with the calories. We'll store it as fat. We'll burn some of it off, but we need more of the micronutrients, right? So yeah. like that is part of a problem in overeating. There's many problems with overeating. Part of it is that we did not evolve for the type of foods that we have accessible to us today. Correct. We evolved. Mm-hmm. We evolved to intelligently pack food in for, you know, 150,000 years. If you were, if you had 20,000 calories accessible to you and or enough for everybody, for the tribe, right? You would all eat as much as you fucking can and you would pack all this on because you might go another 20 days before you have. Well, now we have that shit in our cupboard. There's 20,000 calories in one bag of something, you know? Yeah. 
So we constantly can overeat. So that's part of the problem is we evolved to want to store energy, which is fat, right? Yeah. I think going back to where, you know, you're talking about those kids and how the body is, is looking for those micronutrients and from experience, you know, being outside of the country and also in the country. I mean, I'm, I'm involved with uh, a lot of the homeless programs, right? And qualifying families. So I used to be in Appleton, Wisconsin, and we did a program where we qualified families that were really, really struggling and help educate them and get them back out. Well, we would serve them meals. And these kids, I mean, you could tell, I mean, they haven't, you know, they don't have a lot of food accessible to them. And you get them into the program. And it's funny because there's a lot of desserts that get donated, a ton of desserts. And we're, you know, creating nice, healthy, hot meals. But we're also providing fresh, you know, vegetables that get donated through, uh, you know, grocery stores. And these kids would come up and they would gravitate right to the the vegetables, you know, as their body needed it. Yeah. And they wouldn't touch the desserts, you know, uh, where it's different than, you know, looking at kids that are just constantly fed sugar. What do they do? They keep going back to the sugar, thinking that they're going to squeeze some kind of nutrient out of it. And and part of that comes from metabolic disorder. So what metabolic disorder is and metabolic disorder can can happen from a lifetime of damage, but it's even worse if while you were in your mother's womb, she while your all of your cells were developing, if she overate processed sugar. So the way that babies get nutrients is they don't have their own stomach. I mean, they have their own stomach, but the food doesn't go in their stomach. The food goes in the mom's stomach. The mom's stomach processes it. Her digestive system turns it into energy, puts the energy in her blood, and then her blood goes in through the umbilical cord um, to give the, the baby nutrients. So if her blood is constantly elevated with high sugar levels, then all of the baby cells as it's developing create has to, has to process all that sugar that's in mom's blood and her high blood sugar. And then it creates metabolic disorder the same way that if you are overweight your whole life and eat too much your whole life, it creates metabolic disorder. So every time we process a glucose or a carbohydrate of any type, our body has to excrete insulin. And the insulin is the hormone that takes the carbohydrates and then send it's like the, the messenger hormone, not the messenger hormone. It's like, it like piggybacks the glucose to the cells, right? So if you're constantly eating processed carbohydrates, then those processed carbohydrates, your, your, your cells get less sensitive to the amount of insulin. So then your body has to make more insulin. And then over time, it gets more, it gets less sensitive. Your body has to make more insulin. So for somebody that has metabolic disorder was whether it was from the, the mother while they were in the womb or whether it was from them being, you know, obese their whole life, um, their body is, is using, or creating two, three, four, five times as much insulin to process the same amount of carbohydrates as somebody that has a healthy metabolism. Well, that's all good except for insulin, A, is a hunger hormone. So if you have that much more insulin in your body, you're you're that much more constantly hungry. And insulin is the hormone that tells your body to also store fat. So you may, and you you see this a lot with people who are, are very obese. If you if you watch them, they don't necessarily eat three, four, five times as many calories as they need for the day. They may only eat they may only eat, overeat five hundred calories a day or a thousand yeah. calories a day. But they're storing that much more. Their energy levels are low, which is 
because of this metabolic disorder is why when I help someone, I really try to get them to get their their food right before they ever step foot in a gym. Because if you are not having your food right and you step foot in a gym, you're going to be even more hungry than you were. And if you don't have your food right and you don't have those habits built of the of the beneficial foods, you're just going to overeat more shit. And it's like this this rotating problem, this catch 22. Right. And that's uh, that's where I completely disagree with diets, you know, all these fad diets, because all it is is temporary behavior modification. You're not retraining your body to. You know, accept higher quality food. So what what I will say as a little bit of an argument to that is a low carb Atkins keto, something like that does show a lot of promise as to improving metabolic disorder. But you so, have to have some kind of post plan. Yes, you have to be able to evolve. To sustain. You have to be able, you have to turn that as an evolution into real life applicable lifestyle changes you can't just keto lose 50 pounds go back to shit eating right you will damage yourself right away again you'll go right back to where you were but you can use something like keto low carb atkins to repair your your metabolic system so that it's not just jacking you full of insulin and then from there the the proper transition would be to transition to a whole food natural diet meats vegetables fruits nuts some grains with some cheating once in a while because we are human beings and we do go to the barbecue and we do but that's the exception not the rule right and that's kind of like the the whole 30 diet i mean it's 30 days but what is your sustaining plan after that because otherwise you're just going to roll back into the same diet yep and you're actually going to be worse than what you were yeah. in the beginning. So, yeah, it's, it's you got to figure out your lifestyle. And for me, too, it's, you know, do I want to be obsessed with it? You know, I want to have it so that it's just natural. So when I go to a restaurant, I just order water. My kids order water naturally. And you can, when you go to a grocery store, you're actually looking at what you're buying. You're actually reading the ingredients. You really only need to shop the outside of the store. The outside of the store? The outside of the store. When you go to a grocery store, it's always the outside of the store. You usually walk into produce, right? Yeah. So that's your whole produce. The, usually the whole back wall is meats, frozen, dairy, um, non-dairy yogurt, shit yeah. like that. And then the far side is usually the frozen area, right? So like you really only need, you don't need to shop the center aisles in the store <laughs> unless that's you funny. need like, unless you need canned vegetables, like realistically, and you need spices and shit like that. You're going to get some stuff from the center of the store. How about you canned can, beets? Canned beets. I, I don't eat. I, I take beet powder every morning before I go to the gym, but I don't eat beets. Yeah. When I'm having a hunger craving at night, I'll open up a can of beets. Really? I like beets. I don't know. what the, they're, I don't, Maybe they're good. I don't, I don't think I've ever sat down and eaten a beet. I challenge you this week to buy a can of beets. All right. Maybe. Open it up and we'll see. make sure you drain it they're or you're going right? stain your shirt. They're sweet though, right? Yeah. It's got a good, yeah. like a natural sweet to it. But what's funny is, yeah, it's... The habit of shopping well is uh, our Woodman's, that's our grocery store yep. here, is I'll start in the produce aisle. Yep. And then I'll go through the whole back wall to get, you know, you get your eggs, everything else. And then I'll come back by the frozen section. But right next to it is also the the natural section, yep. the three rows. Yep. And then boom, out of there. So wifey goes backwards because the produce doesn't get smashed that way. Ooh. Because then the produce method. is on the top of the cart. So, but basically the same idea. Yeah. 
Um, so I have this, I, I have a thing here because when you start, there's like a lot of different camps when it comes to nutrition, right? And there's like people that are like, it's just a calorie deficit. If you need to lose weight, it's just a calorie deficit. And then there's people that are like, no, it's the it's the quality of the calories and it's the it's the you know the macronutrient breakdown. And the thing is, is they're both fucking right. Right. And that's where people have a that's where <laughs> right. people have a hard time is they're both right. And so I have this, and this is I'm I'm just working on this idea, but it's like the efficacy of the action versus the efficacy of implementation. So the efficacy of action, if you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Just the just the definition of calorie deficit means less energy than you are using. Yes, you'll lose weight. Doesn't matter. But then a step further than that is the efficacy of implementation. So what is easier to implement and stick to and that's where I think things like like keto and low carb and stuff like that come in, because if you are on a ketogenic diet or you are losing weight with something like Atkins, your body is constantly burning fat. Well, we all have fat on our body. So your energy levels are maintained throughout the day. If you are in a calorie deficit, but you're eating a higher carb, lower fat diet, you'll still lose weight, but you're going to have these blood sugar spikes. Every time you eat, your blood sugar is going to go up. And then that changes the efficacy of implementation because it's harder to stick to when you start to drag, you start to drag, oh fuck, I need something. Whereas in a keto or Atkins or a low carb, you, your energy is stabilized. It's just, is your energy coming from the food that you're eating? Is your energy coming from your fat stores? And that's a, that's a totally different thing. Plus then there's hormonal differences between the two, but that's what like, that's what the people that are, it's a calorie deficit. It's only a calorie deficit. That's what they don't, I'm sure they understand it, but they are so stuck in their point that they're trying to prove that they don't want to like talk about, oh, well then there's a whole difference of implementation. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I'm trying to yeah, put that together mentally right now. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird, like it's a weird thing, but it, but if, as you get deeper into nutrition, you'll see that it's a, it's a big argument and you, people are like, oh, you know, you should eat this or this or this. And then there's people that are like, it doesn't matter what you eat. It's just a calorie deficit to lose weight. Yeah. And that's, that's one I just can't hundred percent no, agree on. No, because you could eat a bag of Cheetos every two hours or four hours or whatever the fucking math is, if yeah. you're in a calorie deficit, yeah, you're going to lose weight, but you're also going to be starving all the time because there's no quality nutrients that are going yeah. in your body. And then you hear people start to talk about carnivore and like, oh, you don't get any vitamins and you can't do this from that. And I don't necessarily from this, from the literature that I've read is like somebody that's, that's in ketosis or somebody that's a carnivore, um, they don't suffer from a lot of the vitamin deficiencies because there's something to do with processing carbohydrates that uses or drains your system of a lot of the micronutrients. So I'm not saying that it's healthy, but I'm saying that there's more that we need to know. Right. We can't just all of a sudden assume you have to have this much vitamin C. Well, yes, somebody needs to have that much vitamin C, but do you need to have that much vitamin C or can, or is the vitamin C that you're getting from a steak, you know, twice a day, is that enough? Well, is there enough fiber? Well, I don't really poop a lot, so there's not enough fiber. Well, but are you backed up or are you just not pooping out fiber because most of the nutrients that you're eating are getting used? used yeah. You know, and that's a weird thing. Yeah, and I think the the bottom line is what's the end goal here? Yeah. And, and so, I, yeah, that's further down my list, right? Yeah. Because it's, you know, I know a lot of bodybuilders 
that look good but are not healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, at my age, you have to worry about being healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's supplementation is, is a big part of yeah, what let, I Yeah, let's do. get into supplementation. Let's, yeah. let's, I'll let you, I'll let you dive deep into supplementation because I know what I take. Um, but a lot of what I take is, is strictly off of speculative research. It's not because like, I know it makes me feel good because a lot of times you take stuff and you, you, you don't know any different, right? Yeah. Well, when you're like 90 years old, like I am. You yeah. are only 62. <laughs> 62. All right. <laughs> 62 and a half. So years ago, you know, I was I was doing the high school supplementation mentality, which is basically whatever is the new latest and greatest. What's going to get you big? Yeah. What's going to give you the biggest pump? What's yep. going to, you know, turn you into an animal in the gym? That was what I was, you know, boom, that's what's in my shelf. Right. So you got all the pre-workouts you got all, and they're all chemical. Yeah. And you got all these, this protein with the ingredient lists that are about a mile long. You don't know what else is in there. You don't know what the sweeteners are because I'm like, oh, it's low sugar. But hidden in there is all these, you know, artificial chemical sweeteners in there. I will throw it out to Jocko's Mulk there is he uses stevia in that and it's fucking delicious. Oh, I haven't the, tried it. The Jocko so. protein, he uses stevia. That's his that's his zero calorie sweetener. And I, I use stevia in a lot of shit, but there's not yeah. a lot of proteins out there that use stevia yet, which is why I like we buy raw protein from True Nutrition. We just buy raw beef protein, raw pea protein, raw whey protein, and then use it with different flavorings and shit like that. Well, yes. Yeah, for, so for whey protein, I use Ascent. You know, because the ingredient list is pretty low. Yeah. Um, and it tastes good. Yeah. And then uh, for other proteins, I'll use um, uh, collagen protein. Yep. So Great Lakes yep. is what I use. So, you know, as I got older and started learning, got out of that high school, you know, cupboard of nasty supplements to try to be like those guys that are telling you how to work out and how to eat. But meanwhile, they're shooting up, you know, thousands. Oh yeah, of they're definitely of, they're definitely jacking yeah. just just hormones in their ass yeah. every day. Oh yeah. So now when I watch a YouTube video of a bodybuilder that's you know you know needling themselves, it's like okay, yeah, that's fine. It might work for you, yeah. But I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. So, um, so for supplementation, I learned that the digestive system is is a massive you know part of your whole overall body health. So for me, my supplements consist of now, it's like a, I take a, a decent probiotic and I found out that between 10 to 13, they're saying, you know, 10 to 20 billion, you know, CFU use what you need. So right now between 13, I take 20 billion a day, which is, and I can tell. And unfortunately it's, it's the way you shit is how you can tell. If you shit solid and it doesn't stink, and you don't have gas all the time unless you're, you know, sucking down a lot of cauliflower and broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Um, that's a good sign that, you know what, it's coming out of you. Are you telling me your shit doesn't stink, Martin? Because <laughs> I've heard I'm, people try to tell me that before. <laughs> Literally, unless you, you know, cram your nose up to all it. All right, but, all right, all right. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, but I, yeah probably, it's, I probably eat too much processed protein. I definitely, I get some gas during the day. Okay. Uh, I mean, if I eat beans, obviously, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. Well, you, certain- know the, you know, the, the funny thing with beans is if you eat um, canned beans and you rinse them before you cook them, yeah. it doesn't do it as much. Or if you let your beans soak for 24 hours because it's the it's the phytoplankton. No, not phytoplankton. That's oh, in the fucking ocean. Um, <laughs> there's something in, in beans that are that are slightly poisonous to our system. Yeah. And if they're soaked in a can for, you know, however long, right, because they're packed in water and then you rinse all that shit off of them, you don't have the near problem. Because like I did Tim Ferriss's slow carb for 
uh, probably six months to a year and that's beans with every meal. So it's adding a fiber, a fibrous bean to every single meal, um, which really gets really <laughs> fucking boring, by the way. Oh, but you God. figure out what beans do that and what beans don't do that. And it's it's the you know, when they've been soaked properly and then rinsed, it rinses all that shit away and you don't have the problem. I know. But then that uh, that old saying won't be true. Beans are magical fruit. Yeah. More yeah. Eat, the more no, it you doesn't toot. doesn't do it. If you do more it that toot, way, the better you feel. Have some beans at every meal. Yeah. Don't hold that shit in. That's where it th- <laughs> goes up your spine and your brain. And that's where shitty ideas come from. All right. Saw that the, the other day. <laughs> Literally. So, so probiotic. Got so it. I take probiotic. Uh, you know, at my age, I take ashw- ashwagandha. So I take that morning and night. Uh, at night, I take a zinc magnesium ZMA supplement. Yep. And I've taken that actually since uh, college. I take a ZMK, which is similar to a ZMA, but apparently they <laughs> this is my is fucking nerd ass science. This is my nerd ass science, right? Um, not my nerd ass, my 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 bro science, because I have no idea necessarily what this means. But there's something in the metabolism cycle of a nutrient called the Krebs cycle, and they add a certain carbon isotope to the zinc and the magnesium so that it implements into the Krebs cycle, which makes it which makes it much more bioavailable than just a regular ZMA. Google that, make sure that's right. But that was the whole idea. Yeah. So I was just taking that because I ran out of ZMA one time and I grabbed it and then I read it and it made me feel smart. So now I take that. Okay. Same idea. I think, though. yeah, I take the ZMA that's got the B6 in it. Yep. Um, let's see what else it takes. So I mean, I take organic multivitamin, I take biotin, um, take marine collagen. For your hair and your nails. Just for overall. That's what biotin is for, right? Overall health. It's hair, nail, skin. So got it because you know I'm, I'm Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. Take yeah. care of my skin. Yeah, you are Hawaiian. You're Hawaiian <laughs> as fuck. Oh, so, so yeah. Most of my supplements are not related to directly to the gym. I don't take a pre workout, um, and I do supplement with protein powders that are clean. But that's just it's where I'm at right now. Um, is just trying to be healthy, and it just starts with the gut for me. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. I mean, when you start to look at, and and then you also have to get in like, not all probiotics are created equal, right? Like a lot of them, yeah, there's 10 billion CFUs in there, but they're mostly dead, right? Because it's a, it's shelf stable, you know? So I've heard like, uh, ones that have to be refrigerated or are more live active. And I don't fucking know. I, I, yeah, you have to do research and then unfortunately, yeah, you got to try on some of these. Cause I mean, I take, uh, uh, I'll take olive leaf. I take vitamin D3 uh, and D3 uh, 4,000 IU really doesn't do much to your body. So I take about 20,000 IU of that per day. And then if I'm uh, feeling run down, I'll take 30,000. So I buy them in 10,000 IU increments. So yeah, a lot of stuff is working on my, my gut health, my immune system and, you know, aging cause I'm aging. Yeah. So yeah, you're old as fuck. I know. Sorry, when you, when you get this old, you'll yeah. realize that. So yeah, we were doing. Um, we did. So there's there's some clinical strength probiotics out there. Like we're talking like a hundred billion. Yeah, and uh, you you have to get them from certain places. They have to come cold. Um, so I handled those really well. And the, the idea for those is like if you have to do a. Um, a bout of antibiotics for something you would take these afterwards to then get your system back to equilibrium or, or homeostasis then, built yeah. back up. Right. And, uh, I, I handled those really well. Whereas my wife broke out really bad from them. Um, oh, from the live culture, from the live culture. Yeah. So 
my speculation there is that the good bacteria is killing off a good amount of the bad bacteria and the bad bacteria is then excreting through the skin because this, our skin is our largest organ, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's our skin is how our body gets rid of a lot of shit. And yeah. when we sweat, it comes through our skin. So if you're sweating, that shit's getting stuck in your pores, it's causing issues and then you break out. Don't know if that's really why, but that was my speculation. No, I think you're pretty right. I mean, the, you know, I had a study in uh phys of X when I was in college. So I did minor and, you know, trying to get some sort of health thing there. I realized that trainers don't get paid shit. So no, they don't. So I was like, ah, eh, screw that. I've thought about, um, I've thought about like a, a I guess a, as biggest losers at the show where yeah. they lose a bunch of weight. I thought about some sort of like, um, affluent fat people training. Cause then you can actually charge the shit out of them. Right. Yeah. And then you could do like, uh, so you could just focus on just the affluent areas, send out cards, It'd be like a you know a thousand dollars a month or something, just a really high amount. And then if you make it, um, a certain amount of it goes to like a charity that you that you pick when you set up if you hit your goals. Or if you don't make it, then it goes to an opposite charity you know that you fucking hate that you also broke oh, yeah. down your your list. But then you're all you know because there's a lot of people who have too much money and not enough sense. Yeah. So like my theory there is is like. Yeah, it would be nice if everybody would be able to spend a bunch of money to make themselves healthier every day. Right. But you could go to your local Anytime Fitness and get a trainer for, you know, $20 an hour or whatever they charge. That's not that doesn't interest me. Whereas if I can help rich people lose a bunch of weight and make a bunch of fucking money, then maybe it helps more. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've thought about that before. And I, I don't think I'll ever actually take that dive, <laughs> but like that, I thought about if I was going to get into training, Logical. if I was going to get into training, it would have to be something like that. Something yeah. where I can actually, where it's actually lucrative. And, and I, cause I know myself if I'm doing it and I'm, and it's not rewarding enough to me, I'm not going to invest the amount of time and energy into it. Yeah. No, I, I used to be a trainer. So I actually trained the 2005 Miss Wisconsin for the Miss USA contest. Yes. I have to get it right. Otherwise they get offended. So do they? Yes, they do. So I dated, I dated a Ferris of the fair one time. She was not fit. Oh, she was (laughs) thick, like Trump thick. You know, you see that meme where he gets, he's got it. He's got like his mouth open. You can't even see this because you're listening to it on the thing, but it's like, yeah, she was, she was thick. She was thick. Oh yeah. No, Melissa Young. She was, uh, yeah, she just needed uh, to get some work. Get jacked. Yeah, so we got her into swimsuit shape by the time she had to go to, uh, I think it was in Baltimore where the Miss USA was at that time. But, yeah, she's going through a lot of health issues now, too. But, yeah, if you ever look up uh, Melissa Young and want to support her, uh, I think there's, like, a GoFundMe out there. So she's Did gotta... you lift heavier weights while she was around? <laughs> no. So, so it's funny. I, I'm, I, I'm saying that like a smartass. But realistically, <laughs> if you look at the studies, there's a ton of studies, not a ton of studies. There's a few studies where they study different things and their effects on immediate testosterone levels in men. And like uh, attractive women being in a close vicinity elevates testosterone. Um, motors, oh. motors, like revving motors from cars elevate testosterone. Like there's specific things that elevate testosterone levels that they've clinically shown. Really? Yeah. Okay, and I think Williams was trying to tell me that the other day in the gym. Yeah. So yeah. he sees, you know, certain people and it yeah. cranks up the testosterone. He, was mad. He, he called me. He was mad at me yesterday because of my interpretation of people that want to own um, Lamborghinis and Ferraris. And he, 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 he wanted, he's going to listen to this. So I'm gonna, he wanted to argue with me. And I said, we can both have our own opinions. Like, you, you, I know what I think. 
and why people do it. And it has a lot to do with lack of self-worth and that's their way of, um, you know, making themselves think that they're worth something. Oh man. But, fisticuffs over that. Yeah. 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 We, uh, it was, he's like, he had to go back to work. He's like, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> uh, no, it, no. When I trained Melissa, yeah. I was a trainer, so I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't lifting while yeah. she was. Oh, okay. She was there. Okay, so. We should have, maybe you would have got stronger, even stronger <laughs> than you are now. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I don't know. I'll have to test this theory out next yeah. time at the gym. Yeah. Or you see the guys that like, they get their spots from like hot chicks. You probably lift more. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just making this shit up as I go, oh, but I know that the studies are there. You should, if I'm getting a spotter, I'm making sure that I'm not going to die. Come on, dude. If So let's say you're, you're at your, your max, right? It's a one rep max out set. Yeah. Let's say it's a 405 pound bench. You don't really like they don't need to lift 405 pounds. They need to lift like 20 pounds because you're close, right? Like you're almost there. Okay. Well, my line of thinking is different. If I blow a peck or oh if fuck, my I've never thought goes, about that. Don't even fucking ruin that. I want a guy that. that knows that has the over under grip that's going to be able to get it to the hook. So, well, the thing there is, is don't put fucking clips on your bars on your benching because all you got to do is turn and the weights fall off. You put clips on your bars on your bench and you're fucked. <laughs> That's the people that put clips on the bars when they're yeah. benching. And I'm like, bro, if you get stuck, you're yeah. shit out of luck. Whereas when if you I'm don't have clips rep, there. Yeah, I don't put one on because. Yeah. All you got to do is roll yeah. and the weights fall right off. If I'm, if I'm doing 10 to 20. Yeah, well, then, you're, then you're doing because, a lot yeah, of movement. Sometimes yeah. those things skip. So. Yeah. But you're also not going to blow a pack on a 10 to 20 rep set. Right. Probably. So I'm not going to have a spotter and I'm yeah. not going to ask some gal to spot yeah. me on that. Just come just come stand here. <laughs> just come stand here and look <laughs> oh, pretty. Mike. That might be creepy. Yeah, usually I get a good song on. But yeah, going back to the, the certification that had, yeah. you know, I remember uh, going through some of the courses and, you know, we studied that. It's like you're saying, you know, when when your wife broke out yeah. to that is that the body's trying to, ex, you know, excrete, get rid of toxins. Yeah. Whatever way it can, a lot of times through the skin. And I find that a lot with uh, um, naturally thin people. It's kind of the toffees, right? Interesting. Thin outside, fat inside. Interesting. You find out that they, you know, they're having acne into their 40s and 50s, you know, problems with acne. Well, they're trying to either cover up with proactive or guess what? If they clean up their diet, yeah, a lot of things go away. Migraines, yeah. um, uh, body acne, facial acne. Yep. You name it, you know. People don't want to people don't want to realize how much diet affects every part of your system it affects your 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 brain function it affects your organs it affects your health it affects so much there you know what i mean it's it's yeah. so important like it legitimately is everything that we use yeah and a lot of times if you target a healthy lifestyle you know what the the result is going to be you're going to look good yeah but people just cannot get past that because there's a spectrum there's a on one end, there's I want to be healthy. I want to be thin, right? But between that and being healthy, that big gap there requires a lot of work and discipline. Yeah. But a lot of people just can't get to it. Applicable steps. So we got to have different goals, right? You're either goal of maintaining and just becoming more healthy. You're a goal of putting on weight, right? Either you're too skinny or you're trying to you're trying to put some bulk on. You're trying to get stronger or you want to lose weight. So no matter what, Whole Foods is the answer to all three of those. Yeah. Um, and then supplementation on top of healthy whole foods. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, then you're going to need to figure out what your calorie expenditure is for the day. So do some quick Googling, figure out a good calorie expenditure calculator. Maybe I'll link to one in here because it's going to depend on your activity level, your muscle mass, your weight, your height, your age, your sex. And that's going to, all of that is going to 
is going to change your, how much your, your body uses in a day. And then if you want to lose weight, then we need to figure out how to get you under that amount that you're losing. So if you burn, you know, if your calculator says you burn 2,700 calories a day, then let's try to get you around 23 to 2,400 calories a day. If you're, you know, light, you're a little girl, you're, you know, whatever, you're, you're older because your body burns less calories when you're older. Maybe it's 2000 calories. All right, let's get you down around 15, 1600 calories a day. And then you move from there. Now, how do you structure those calories? Protein first, in my opinion, figure out where you need to be for your protein calories. So if you're a 200 pound male and you lift a good amount of weight, then you should probably be around 200 grams of protein a day, you know, somewhere between 160 to 210 let's say. Um, so then you take that. All right. So I want to be at 200 grams of protein a day. Well, that's 800 calories. So then how do I structure the rest of my, you know, 2000 calories or 1500 calories or whatever the difference is between where you want to be at the end of the day and where you are. And then from there, you just figure out how many fats and how many proteins, and then try to eat whole foods to get to that amount. The best way to do it is not best way. The easiest way to do it that I've found is you have a specific list of things that you eat every day until dinner, right? You mix up right. dinner. So my breakfast is the same every day. My snack is the same every day. My lunch is the same every day. My second snack is the same every day. And then I eat with my family. It's easy because I don't think about it. I know what my calories are every fucking day, give or take a few hundred, yeah. you know, because of dinner. And that's the importance of food prep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People need to do that because and if, if you don't. If you're just listening to this and you haven't gone back and listened to the habit podcast, go back and listen to the podcast on habits because the, the food prep before is what makes the habit. The habit is what makes this easy. Right. Like Anthony, who I work with, who's down from 230 to 179 now. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, what amount of time? Too fast. Honestly, like it, it's too fast. And, and he's he looks he looks pretty depleted, but he wanted to do it fast. So he's on a you know, we've got him at like 1500 calories a day. No, really? Yeah. So he's on a sustained plan, though. No, he's still in loose. He wants to hit 175 um, before the middle of this coming month. Um, and then we have to evolve him into a lifestyle, which I think where we're going to probably go with his lifestyle is he'll still eat his same breakfast. He'll still eat his same lunch as he does now. He'll eat dinner with his family versus eating a second meal prepped meal. And then he'll be able to have, you know, dessert a few nights a week and and he'll that'll be something he can sustain. It'll also maintain his his body where it needs to be. It'll give it time to catch up. Right. Because he's lost a ton of weight way too quick. Um, But that's the thing is there's if you're not working towards a goal, then you're just looking to maintain and stay healthy. That's fine, too. That's even easier because all you need to do there is only eat whole foods. If it didn't grow in the ground or have a face, then it's a cheat. Doesn't mean you can't eat it, but it means it's a cheat. It's not a food. It's a cheat. Yeah. And you only get to cheat once in a while. Is he exercising too? No. Oh, no. Straight diet only. Yeah. He's a business owner. Can't find any help. He's working 80, 90 hours a week. He's he's shit out of luck, you know, right now. And he wants to. He wants to start working out, but it's just time-wise. It's not happening right now. Yeah. But and that right there shows you it's diet first. Yeah. So so in my opinion, diet and sleep are one A, one B. And then one C, you can start thinking about working out. Yeah. But if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering. If you're not sleeping, your um, internal ability to turn down shitty foods 
um, or yourself. What is that? Self something. Right. The ability to like not do things. Yeah. Your self-discipline, your self-discipline science has shown lacks from lack of sleep. So right there, you're already fucking yourself. Oh, so sleep, food. God, I sucked last week then. Then everything else on top of that. But you're you're pretty habitual, so it's probably a lot easier for you. Plus, like for me, I I have to not have the shit in the house. I have to not have if if there's fucking ice cream in the freezer, I'm gonna eat it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's not <laughs> my self control is not having the shit in the house. My self control is not not eating it. Wow. That's why I I pack my food every day. I go into you know a quick trip and I heat up my lunch and I buy a gallon of water. And that's how I feel good about heating up my lunch in their microwave is I buy something, right? And yeah. it's fine. But if I had to go in to Quick Trip and try to pick a healthy food, or if I had to like Damn, is there such a thing in Quick Trip? I, they have salads, I guess. Salads. They do. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything oh, else. They don't really but so it's in like theory, a McDonald's like, salad. if I had to go if I had to buy food every day, if yeah. I had to stop somewhere and buy something healthy every day, I'd eat like shit. Yeah. And that's the importance of food prep because yeah. basically the minute that you're out of food prep. It's easy to just, oh, I'm going to quick stop here mm-hmm. and eat out. And, and then all of a sudden it's been a month. Yeah. So you got to have that discipline. You know, the Sunday afternoon food preps. Yeah. Those are always good. Except we got Memorial Day coming. So. Yeah. I think I think I got a few meals left. And I, I'm my wife does most of the meal prep now. I, I, st- I started, but she does nice. pretty good. She she does pretty good. She's She rocks it. She does. She does mine. She does hers. Oh, yeah. And then you guys are doing it. And then we're doing it for other people, too, which I try to help. um, But I'm pretty fucking busy. So a lot of times I'll just be like, hey, you know, Anthony's got four meals left and she'll make him like this week. She made him 40 meals. Jeez. Guys go through a lot of chicken tits or what? Oh, my God, dude. Chicken. And apparently chicken is going up. But if you guys. Chicken turkey going up. um, The Purdue bag frozen chicken breast. We've tried every single bag frozen chicken breast you can buy. And the Purdue blue bag, it's a clear bag with blue writing chicken breast, by far the best on the market. We used to get the Costco, the Purdue bag at Costco. They don't carry it anymore. They only carry oh, their really? Kirkland one. And it's shit. It's just, you You can tell the difference between good chicken and bad chicken. Yeah. It fucking chews easy. It tastes good. Bad chicken chews like fucking cardboard. Oh. Yeah, I have a hard time with uh, frozen chicken. Maybe it's that Asian in me. I like it fresh. You fresh like you fucking run around your backyard and grab one or what? Well, I'd like that, but, you know, I don't have all that time to prep it. So uh, <laughs> so I'll usually buy it at non-frozen. If I buy frozen, I usually use it for cooking because uh, it works great for, you know, just slightly thawed chicken. And you just shave it down so that you get that stir fry thickness. Oh, see, we just super fast. I just throw it on the fucking grill or we throw it in the oven for meal prep. It's super simple. You cover a pan of foil for us. It's four pans because that's what we can fit in our oven. Yeah. Fill it full of chicken. Throw it in at 375 or 400. Put a fucking external thermometer in it. When it hits 165, you yank it out. Let it sit. Give it like a half an hour to sit before you cut it up because then the juice all goes back in the chicken. Yeah. You make your whatever your whatever your carb or your fat is in there. So like um, for Anthony, it's like a brown rice and peas and he only eats like two vegetables, peas and green beans. Um, you know, for for Chris, it was always uh, peppers, onions, Brussels sprouts, something else. Um, for me. I have been doing a, a pizza chicken, so it's like some pepperoni and a bunch of pizza seasoning and then cauliflower, um, like cauliflower, riced cauliflower. Yeah. Cook all that, measure it all out. You know, it's it's 30 Ziploc freezer containers. You weigh it all out, season it, 
put some vegetable or some olive oil in it, um, throw it in the freezer, and then you just have to grab it and go. Dang. Usually I'll make like a big, uh, big pot of curry because basically the curry is made. That's why you smell at the gym. Oh, really? No, you don't really smell at the gym. I'm joking. Sometimes my house smells like it, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of white people like it. So what do you mean? You people? (laughs) Why has it got to be you people? (laughs) You people. White people, I said. Oh, okay. Because, you know, a lot of times I'll think curry is like, oh, well, it stinks or it's spicy or whatever. But you know what? I can shave a lot of chicken in there. You yeah, even mix ground turkey, uh, meat combo. Curry is like turmeric, right? It's got a bunch of turmeric in it. Uh, no, turmeric's kind of for the coloring, not really the oh, flavor. Okay, turmeric's good for you. Yeah, anti-inflammatory, natural anti-inflammatory. So it gives like the color. I was uh, taking too much one time. I started getting bloody noses. Turmeric, jeez. Yeah. I mean, I supplement with turmeric with yeah. the, you know the black pepper addition yeah. to help you digest yeah. it. So black pepper actually bioperin. Black yeah, pepper actually it. makes it stay in your system longer. Is what yeah, it does. That's what it does. But um, going grapefruit back to- to do the same thing. So like if you have grapefruit, that's why you can't take grapefruit with like some medications because grapefruit will actually make the medication stay don't in your stay system long. way longer than it's supposed to. Oh, really? Good thing I don't like uh, grapefruit. But yeah, I'll mix uh, a big pot of a uh, curry and it'll last me into a Thursday, you know, between my kids and I. But you can get all the meat you want in there. You get all the vegetables and then the gravy itself is basically coconut milk. Why is gravy such a gross word? Gravy's a gross word. Gravy's a gross word when it's uh It doesn't matter. Just in, the word gravy. America. Just the really? word gravy is a gross word. What? I love gravy. I love biscuits and gravy. I love gravy on my Seriously? turkey. Yeah. But gravy's but, a fucking gross word. But the gravy here is like cornstarch and water and I don't know what else gets put in there. Fat. Yeah, you dude, you take the you fucking fry the food, right? You fry the the chicken in the pan. Yeah. And then you take the pan fry gristling. And then you put some water and some cornstarch and some seasoning, and that's the fucking gravy. Oh, oh really? it sounds fucking delicious. Wow. My grandma used to make some chicken and gravy and biscuits. Oh, see, gravy to me is coconut milk, but you don't want to heat it up because it thins it out. So if you want really good viscosity, you cook all everything, season your meat, season your vegetables, and then you put the coconut milk and the the curry blend in there. You stir it up, and it gives you a nice, healthy, thick gravy. And you get, I make yeah, a every big time you say gravy, I kind of, my mouth waters and I think it's in a gross way. <laughs> I don't know. Biscuits, I like gravy. It's just gravy a weird is, world. Is, it's know, like cotton, it's like moist cotton panties. Oh yeah. I mean, I can think of some, yeah. it's just weird, right? Some like it's not a bad that. word. It's just like, why does it make, <laughs> why does it have such a negative implication in my uh, mind? Having gravy at the W. So uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anything else we didn't cover. No, I think I got everything. And this is like this was this was bro science 101 high spot high spotting nutrition. So at least you have some understanding Um, because to apply this means to take what we've just said and use that as a spark to ignite your interest in where whichever direction you want to go. Do you want to just be healthier? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to put on more muscle? Like we can't give you exactly how to do all those things because for one, everybody's different. And for two, there's so many different goals. But what this did is this this should have this should have sparked some sort of an interest from you. And then you can take it and run with it. And hopefully such on the right path. And I know there's a lot of people that just jump in and out of diets. You know, it's really a lifestyle. Figure out what that, like you said, what the end goal is. Do you want to be healthy? Do you just want to be thin? I mean, I'd prefer to say, somebody says, well, I want to be healthy. And as a result of that, you know, I can be thinner. 
Um, but you know, if you got a few pounds on you, it's okay. You know, we're not all trying to get in that, you know, bikini bod every, every summer or 12 months a year, except for Paul. Hey, banana hammock season. I've got, I've got some, I've got some internal emotional issues that I've worked through throughout my life because I was overweight my whole life. And that creates a lot of negative emotional stigma that you then have to process. And I'm processing i'm processing i'm in the world i'm in the in the midst of processing through for the last you know 10 years but 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 for me there's nothing i appreciate more than somebody that is trying and you know what you show up at the beach got a two-piece you know things might not be magazine perfect or you might not be the bodybuilder but we've known some bodybuilders that you know what the attractiveness level gets dropped to a negative because of their their fucking so attitude. The, well, the funny thing about uh, the funny thing about bodybuilding, especially for for women, is like that's generally all done for themselves because men don't look at five percent body fat and think, oh, that's sexy. No, I'm like, like we, yeah. it, it, it's oh, it's like, it, evolutionarily we don't like that. That's too little body fat. Like you couldn't you couldn't produce a baby if you needed to, and that's what our oh, internal man, that goes back to that baby thing. Motherfucker, everything goes back to evolution. <laughs> oh, you know man. that. I just I never looked at a gal and said you know. Gosh, well, you don't think it. You don't fertile, think it. This man, is subconscious. This is subconscious. <laughs> this is the shadow self. This is the subconscious oh, okay. talking. I mean, I look at somebody that is is trying. We don't just like asses because they're round. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, they look good when they're round. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, but like I said, it's if somebody is is really trying. If you're really trying, you know what? I mean, that's that's what matters. You yeah. know, don't worry about people's criticisms, but and and don't ever forget, like you can't compare yourself to someone else. You can only compare yourself to you yesterday, you last week, you last month, and you're constantly getting better. Like, don't ever get in this comparison, you know, treadmill where you're like, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that or I don't look like that. Like that motherfucker's a totally different person, and maybe they've been working on it for ten years, or maybe their genetics are just that much better. But guess what? You want to bitch about their genetics? That's not going to help you any because you're never going to get their genetics oh, right. so you have to improve you from yesterday that's all you can do yeah have your own goals have your own path to get there so awesome we're at an hour 11 so we will wrap this up again if you have not done it yet scroll down on your app give us a give us a star review if you want to write a little something in there that's awesome um on the other podcast apps i've been slowly trying to explore where it's at i can't find it in spotify um but if you guys use that's 90% of our that'll cover 90% of our listeners between itunes and spotify so awesome adios have a good week can't find the stop button